Cheers to the weekend, family. Happy Monday. Welcome to WWT Live. And we've got a lot happening here. I mean, fresh off of the season premiere of SmackDown, we're talking about Knights, we're talking about Chiefs, championships are changing, all kinds of things are going down today on WWT Live. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Monday, good people. Welcome to WWT Live as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I am the Professor Gerard Bonner. It is good to be with you. It's a crazy time in sports and all things entertainment. I mean, after all, if you're a football fan, we don't have any more undefeated teams in the NFL. It's pretty crazy. And then the wrestling world has been pretty wild all weekend long. And so we're going to dig into all of that. A couple of quick reminders and PSAs for you, of course, up in the right upper right-hand corner. We've got a cute little QR code, which you can go ahead and scan to check out all of the latest merch from Women's Wrestling Talk. All of our merch has been redesigned and uh, there's some really amazing pieces there. So make sure you are checking that out. But with that said, I am not alone. Of course, hanging with me is the man who, well, they say he's in the streets. I can't confirm or deny though. I think he promised us an update from Friday. We might get into that. The entertainer of all people, said is here. What's going on, oh, brother? Somebody remembered that. Oh, yes. Somebody remembered that. <laughs> I know you were thinking we would forget, right? <laughs> I was hoping that we would just gloss over that that oh. uh, that whole little thing. But so, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how was your meet and greet, sir? Um, It, it was it was positive. I can't complain. I, I, I got home pretty late. If oh. that's enough uh, details for you, I got home pretty late that night. Had a good oh. good time out on the uh, on the town, if you will. Okay, it was a lengthy line in that meet and greet. Yeah, you know, hey, people show up. People like show up for the EST. Um, nobody yeah. wants to show up to a nobody wants a meet and greet, and it looks like Virgil, right? Where you're nobody just wants waiting that. No. there. No, you don't want that. There's a lot so. of uh, pack packs packed through the parking lot. You know, it was okay. uh, positive. Okay, now I, I do have to ask you this: Did you get any rest? Because I know you had a very full week last week. And you were tired and you drove and you did all the things. Did you actually get any rest this weekend? That's what's crazy. I was thinking about that. Um, because I guess my family was blowing me up like Thursday night, Friday night. And I guess it's been like 30 days since I've seen everybody. Cause the past 30 days I've really been moving around a lot. So yes, okay. Saturday okay. I was actually able to completely unplug and do nothing, which Good for you. which is perfect. Good for you. I, I didn't realize I had been that uh that stretch then but i mean sometimes it'd be like that it it happens that way well it's always a pleasure and we've got uh a brand new correspondent joining us today all the way from the uk welcome dj magic j how are you sir well well for me yeah this is the mega power podcast on my side so we all have to do the iconic handshake right now for macho man and hulk Hogan. come all three of us come do it now come do it. while we was in the uk <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. It's good to have you with us, man. How are you doing? Oh, I can't complain. Um, my my wire for my um my MacBook Pro broke down on me, so I had to run to the store today. 
buy a brand new one. So, but apart from that, I'm fine. I'm okay. Fine. I'm, breathing, I'm breathing. I'm here with you guys. I've been watching you guys for, for a, lo a long while now. And I am so happy that the, the Trinidadian lady herself told me to come on. You know what I mean? My, my brother Scandu should be coming on in a hot minute as well. But I am so delighted and honoured to be a part of you guys and be a part of this, you know, black wrestling, you know, talk. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm happy. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. It's great to have you with us, man. And we're going to hop what right. What time is it where you're at right now? 11, six minutes past 11. So, eight, so if you are in the in the West Coast, like Cali, Vegas, it's eight hours. If you are in Eastern, it'll be six hours. It's like the Caribbean, six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, more power to you. You are a, a trooper for hanging with us this late. We right. appreciate it, man. No, no, no. I, I'm, a, I'm a night bird, man. Like you know, this, this is after talk again. Oh, I'm sorry, after dark again. <laughs> right for him. <laughs> so I'm always in the club. So if I'm not in the club, I do security on the side, and that's a late night as well. So. So I'm used to it. I'm a nightbird. I'm an owl. Got you. Got you. Well, one thing is for sure, uh, we're going to hop into some things. And we had a really big season premiere. The season premiere of SmackDown was Friday night. And uh, the numbers are in. Uh, said you want to tell us about these numbers here to kick off things for uh, the season premiere of SmackDown. Wow, yeah, I'm actually just looking at them right now. Uh, they pulled in a big episode. As you know, last week was the week of pulling out all the stops to pretty much crush the ratings war, if you can even call it that. But we had the season premiere of SmackDown last night, last Friday. We have the season premiere of Raw tonight. And the episode did 2,417,000 viewers on Fox. That's up from the 2,319,000 viewers they did the previous week. Pulling in a .62 rating in the key demo, which is 18 to 49 years of age. Uh, remember on the show, they had Pretty Deadly. Uh, Roman Reigns actually returned. We got a good face-off with Cody Rhodes. We had this beautiful moment where you see Roman Reigns reflection through LA Knight's glasses. A lot went on on this show. Um, so whatever inning we're in, when the bloodline angle, there were a lot of teases throughout the show. And it seems like not only Crown Jewel, but Survivor Series is shaping up to be, be very prominent. One one thing uh, that I that I really dig because if you watch past episodes, you know I'm a Survivor Series purist, mm -hmm. meaning I like the traditional five on fives. We now have two general managers on Raw and SmackDown, meaning well, we might get the brand wars type of thing again come Survivor Series. Who knows? Who indeed. knows? What do you guys think of the show overall? Well, we're going to get to that to the uh, general manager piece in a little bit, so we'll sit tight on that. But uh, DJ Magic J, man, what were your thoughts on uh, this season premiere of SmackDown? You know what? Honestly, I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it's something different, something freshing, you know, and, you know, as, as my guy right there with those big old glasses on, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's doing the thing because like, on, on my on my channel, like, we spoke about him and, and I been watching him NWA to impact and you know coming straight up and and you know because he he, he he's not a young buck in the game you know he's, a, he's an old guy but he's still got it he's like the he's like the rock you know stone cold you know what I mean you know you know put together in in you know if they had if they had a love child something going on you know they would have created him you know what I mean so what happened that day was was, was amazing um What's it called? The, you know, the man himself coming back, you know, bloodline chief, 
you know, I want to know what's going on in his head because because he looked a bit shook. He he did look a bit shook. You know, way he walked off is like, but coming to say he's he's the chief and he's like, whatever, man. This is this is some idiot. This is some as what we say in London, waste man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But it was really good. It was really good. But I, I can't wait to see if um what's it called the Rock's daughter joins because there's that video going around. You know what I mean? And just remember some of the the bloodline family from other you know wrestling corporations, they some of them are free as well. So you never know what could happen because if the powers could be, the Anawari family could do a good thing. Rikishi owns his own company anyway. Nox, is it Nox Wrestling or whatever it's called? So Nox you never Pro. know. What, yeah, Nox Pro. You never know what can happen with the bloodline. But, you know, I'm, I love the bloodline anyway, man. <laughs> very good. Very good. So it's interesting because we got, I think, two big teases and it's hard to figure out What's really going to be next? Of course, what we have here with uh, L.A. Knight and uh, that that shot right there, which I think is pretty amazing. And by the end of the night, Roman was in this space where he was giving a spear to L.A. Knight. But it was this moment right here that got a lot of people talking as it's the first time that really Roman and Cody have crossed paths since the night after WrestleMania. So is this just kind of... A cool, a cool little sprinkle that WWE threw us, or is this kind of the tease that's indicating, hey, come WrestleMania 40, this is what we'll be looking at again? I think, like, even the story I put in our, our chat about there, there being no imminent plans for Dwayne at Mania and stuff like that, I think we got where we're headed on Friday night with this. Just one little stare down had so much energy and aura behind it that it just mm -hmm. felt like another moment and i think that speaks volumes to what they've been building since mania that made it the right decision overall mm -hmm. and then if you see another end you got jay versus jimmy who we're going to keep them apart on separate brands but i i feel like something's going to give where they lose the titles because of cody's focus on finishing the story which will cause a rift there but this right here just that alone. It, it, this is why WWE excels with storytelling. It's because they can do small things like this that we're going to talk about for the next month. Because they might not cross paths again until 2024. We don't know. Right. Right. That's that's why it's huge. DJ Magic J, what did you think of this moment right here involving the Tribal Chief and Cody Rhodes? Honestly, I can't wait for them just to get into the ring and smash their faces in. You know, I just have to keep it 100 because they both are phenomenal characters. They're both phenomenal wrestlers in their own right, and they need to get into that ring. But at the same time, when, when, it, when it comes to, you know, Cody Rhodes and, and them as a tag team, they're going to lose the belts quick. But when it comes to, you know, Mr. Yearman himself, you know, um, that's going to be a good fight with him and, and the Chief. So, you know, I want to see something happen very soon. It could be, you know, a Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I need to see something happen. You, you just reminded me of something, and I want to pose this question, and I'm going to get to a lot of the uh, chatter that's happening in the chat. Uh, but the question is this. With this tease that happened with Roman and Cody, have we somehow downplayed what happened both at the top and the bottom of the show 
with LA Knight's interaction with Roman. So have we put this idea of Cody in our head to where we're actually thinking, oh, LA Knight also doesn't have a chance against Roman uh, whenever they should battle because this seems to be the impending battle? I thought that off top. Mm -hmm. And I might... I might ruffle some feathers, but I'm not here for L.A. Knight being thrust into the bloodline saga right now. It just doesn't fit to me. Mm. Like him being seen as guest tag team partner. OK, that's cool. But like. There's there's strapping the rocket ship and then there's going off course a little bit. This is kind of going off course because we already know where we're at with Reigns and who the catalyst of challengers are for him. But it feels like this is kind of premature for Knight to be in his space. and I. In contrast to Cody, who this didn't hurt, uh, a loss didn't hurt him at all. It, mm-hmm. it, and almost made him a bigger star. I feel like this would almost hurt LA Knight. Because there's I, there's nobody that believes that Knight's going to be the one to take the belt off Roman. Let's be very frank here. Uh, we're telling multiple stories and he's just in there. Now what it does do, it gives, gives Roman a fresh challenger. Because mm-hmm. we kind of saw some lay- some some uh, repeat challengers a couple times during this title reign. But I think it's a weird spot. I think I would have rather seen LA Knight um, challenge Gunther, uh, if anything. Hmm. Okay. DJ Magic J, what are your thoughts? Is this interaction between Cody and Roman uh, kind of dismissing what could happen with LA Knight? Do you know what? No matter what's going to happen, LA Knight's going to be LA Knight. If he wants to come up with a challenge for fighting Roman or he wants to, you know, you remember Cody is Cody. Cody's story is never going to finish. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a big fan of Cody or not a big fan of Cody. You know, I'd have thought he should have stayed at the, uh, the other brand. But mm-hmm. as he's here, as he's here, right, you know, to me, he should have, uh, have won those belts, the taxi belts, number one, because that's that's not saying it's stopping him from going for the, for the main title. But that's giving him the edge to go for the main title because he's saying, look, I want to type with your cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they're going to use those titles and he's going to still go forward and face Roman because, he, you know, when they lose the title, it's not going to be by Cody's fault. It's going to be by Uso. So, so like, I feel say they should definitely have a match. But if, the, if there should be a twist in the match, it should be like a... You know, triple threat or something going for that title. You hear what I'm saying? You know, so who, whoever wins wins. But obviously, you you know, you know the bloodline. The bloodline's gonna be the bloodline. Someone else is gonna come and help them somehow. You know what I mean? So that's that's my thoughts and opinions. Get By super- other brand, did you mean that you felt Cody should have remained in AEW? Yes, sir. Wow. Break yes, that sir. down for me. Wow. <laughs> Me, look, I, I I love Cody. I love his pops. I love his elder brother. I was watching his elder brother from way back when. I was watching, you know, his pops from when I was a child. But Cody's a dope wrestler. Don't get 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 me wrong. But I still say he should have stayed over there because you know it's just like for example when he came in. I thought he was gonna come to WWE, but he came into to to WWE lose lose lose. Now they're trying to turn him. And push him, and push him. But his story—he's a good guy. Everyone says he's a good guy. You know, everyone says he's a good guy. And the background stuff likes him. Triple H likes him. But at the same time, to me, he should have went for those tag teams. He should have won them. 
That's just my thoughts. He shouldn't have won them because I know he's going to lose them and it's not going to be his fault. But at the same time, he's going to say, look, it's not my fault I lost them, but I'm coming for you for your world belt. But I say this should be a triple threat. But Cody's arguably the biggest star in wrestling. You can't you can't believe he would have reached these heights in AEW on top of the caveat that he can never challenge for the actual AEW World Championship. He would have he had a ceiling there. Over here, there's there's no roofs. He was part of the ownership over in you know all elite. You get what I'm saying? He helped build all elite with Young Bucks and Tony Khan and those guys. So in the, the day, you know him him leaving leaving them and come over here it's like okay i'm fresh starting everything you know i'm not gonna go by stardust because i hate that character i'm not gonna go by who i was back in the days i'm gonna go by who i am now so that's the best thing he's ever done is come back and i put his foot down and lay the cards on the table i say yo if i'm coming back don't put me as no stupid stardust or whatnot i'm coming back as cody Rhodes, and i'm bringing my music with me and i'm bringing how i am and how i was over there to here so um he, don't get me wrong what he's done is good but i don't know he should have stayed there for another year but it did boost the ratings it has boosted the ratings of wwe go ahead go professor no no, no please please because <laughs> you, you, you mentioned like the part of ownership i have to believe that part of cody returning was that he has some pull backstage, and at any time he can put on his producer hat and uh, put on some matches, be it be a producer backstage, things like that. Part of creative control. If you saw the news today, uh, Jade put out some more trademarks for a name that go into licensing for clothing and stuff like that. I think that's that has to be a part of them in the negotiation stage. Is hey, your voice matters. I don't think he's just like any every other superstar they sign, where it's like they take certain directive orders. I feel like. I'm not, I'm not saying he's on the board like he was in AEW, but I think it's pretty damn close. Like 1A, 1B, where he has some say in some stuff backstage. They're not all boys, isn't it? So they all came up the same type of angle. You know what I mean? So in the, the day, you know, obviously they fought each other back in the days, probably, and, and they know each other from back in the days. And now Triple H is in, in charge. Remember, Triple, to me, Triple H is doing the best job ever right now. Him and Shawn Michaels, what they're doing, for WWE, you know, I'm not saying Vince McMahon never changed the the, 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 the thought process of, of WWF to WWE by bringing in endorsement deals and bringing all this stuff. But what he's doing right now, or what they're doing right now, it's phenomenal. You know what I mean? And they, and they are believing in certain other people, you know, to bring in wrestlers to come over here. You know, look at Jay Cargill, for example. She started over there. You get me? Never got that really real opportunity and push. And she went to AEW. Now she's back. You know what I mean? Come on, it's phenomenal what those guys are doing. And uh, you know, but whatever Cody's doing over there with them behind the scenes, you know, I salute him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I I I have yet to be. I I have I have yet to be convinced of your statement that Cody should have stayed in AEW, but. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> say that again. Everyone's got their own thoughts and opinions. Oh, no, for sure. I was, I was waiting for the convincing part that was going to happen, but let's see what, uh, the people are talking about because the people are, that was a hot take though. I will give it, that was definitely a hot take. Uh, now Boza shout out to you. This might've been one of the funniest moments of Friday night was that, uh, Paul Heyman, when he comes out, 
you know, he had been going gray over the last week or so, and he came back, his youth returned, uh, which I thought the commentary on that was brilliant. You know, just a, a really cool moment in terms of the impact of the Tribal Chief. I thought it was pretty cool. Very uh, subtle. Very yeah. subtle. Well done. It was, it was, and that was, that was, I think, the thing about SmackDown was there were the in-your-face moments, but then there were the subtleties that made you go, ooh, this all feels really, really good, uh, including, of course, all that happened with Roman, with LA Knight, which, again, if it's going to be a season premiere, the idea of season premieres is that it gives us something fresh, gives us something new, and I think it definitely did that. So they're talking about this, and I want to make sure we address it, which was definitely on my plans to do. Uh, of the many moments that happened Friday night, you talk about a real subtle one. If you blinked, you would have missed it. But boy, was it a moment when this happened. <sighs> I can't wait. So let, let's let's talk about this because this was quite a moment. Jade Cargill, her appearance on SmackDown being introduced to Charlotte Flair. I'll start with you, DJ Magic J, man. What did you think of this moment? Brother, I thought that was a phenomenal, iconic moment. You know, the dress to the whole nine yards. The both was looking superbly beautiful. That day. When I saw that, I had a feeling what was going to happen. And then when I saw what Charlotte done and said, I should say, you know, I know that there's going to be some sort of fight very soon. Gavin, we all know that, you know, Jade is going to go for one of the two belts anyway. But I, that moment right there, the proves to me, they need to get in the damn ring and fight it out. You get what I'm saying? Because, you know, and, and if the books are right, you know, you know, this sexy mama Sita who looks like a stupid hero, looks like the Black Storm, you know, like, he's going to win. Because Jane Cargill, like, you know, I know she's married, but I always say she, she she's my imaginary wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sad man, what did you think of this moment? They, they continue to build Jade just absolutely perfectly. With moments like these, and for me, I don't. I think I don't want to see any activity, any type of fights or wrestling, at least to the top of the year, at least to the Royal Rumble, because these moments right here say thousands of things. Where it's like, hey, I'm looking at the measuring sticks of all these different brands. I haven't chosen a brand yet, but I'm right. putting you on notice that I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And then you have what's happening on social media. It's like, hey, Charlotte, all the title reigns. You're the measuring stick for this division. You acknowledge me. You know who I am. You know my name. I'll be seeing you soon. It's like, it reminds me like in, uh, you know how in all the John Wicks, John will be walking around the city and it's not technically time for them to actually engage in, in the killing spree, stuff like that. And they always go walk by and be like, I'll, I'll be seeing you soon. That's what it feels like. It feels just like that. And that's how they're positioning Jade to kind of just come in and almost nerf this woman's division. Everybody's kind of on their toes. So I expect her to also be a part of um, the season premiere of Raw tonight with all these dominant women that we might see in a fatal four-way very soon. 
we know how Nia Jax just came through and kind of nerfed everybody. Just having that that lingering badass in the background, just saying like, "Hey, TikTok," and, yeah, and yeah. I think it's I think it's even better that we don't know which branch is going to be on. That's the beauty of it. Like, but it can literally still be NXT. She did post it on Twitter. You know, which brand should I go on, or you know, or who should I fight next? Who should I fight for the title, or something like that on Twitter? You know what I mean? You know, so you never know what could happen tonight. Yeah, tonight should be very, very interesting. And you're right. Again, this this is one of those moments where a picture says a thousand words, and mm. I'm sure we had thousands of words when we saw so what this. What that, brother? What did you think when you saw that? I will tell you exactly what happened. I remember watching it and I immediately sat up like, whoa, because again, what's being done is it's the element of surprise. The show was going so well. I hadn't, I hadn't thought that I'd see Jade Friday night. I just, it just didn't cross my mind. And so to show her in this moment, and I think there's the other piece that's interesting, too. We're going to get into the general manager conversation. But to see Charlotte was talking to the new SmackDown general manager and to turn around and have her to be introduced to Jade by Triple H, it's an automatic one-upsmanship. You know, yeah, I'm talking to the head of the brand. No, I got the head of the company introducing me, okay? It's a completely different thing. So uh, this is a great, great moment for Jade. And again, you know, we don't have a vignette. We don't have anything. Her presence speaks volumes. And for this to be the first one-on-one -on -one encounter she's had with a competitor mm -hmm. on screen, that says an awful lot. So uh, it's it's pretty amazing. There are lots of comments here. I want to shout out everybody. Russell Torian. Uh, good to see you. Let's see. WrestleTorian says, I feel regardless if they're teasing Cody versus Rhodes, I think I think you meant Reigns, right? At Mania, LA Knight isn't going to win at Crown Jewel. Having LA Knight versus Roman is to help further elevate Knight. I think that's a possibility. Definitely. Are, they, are they rocking with, with LA Knight over there like that? For that to be a match? I, you know what? We're going to find out. He's obviously doing very well in merch and everything else. Uh, so it's possible. Now, this could be a hot take. Boza says, I can see Roman dropping at the Rumble, hmm. especially if they get the Rock. That'll be a shocker because I think a lot of people are expecting that to happen at Mania. Uh, I know Rumble, obviously, is going to be in a stadium. But uh, would that be the moment to do it? That is, uh, that's That'd be the nice. question. And I actually may be at the Royal Rumble in Tampa, so that would that would be I'm, different. I might be there too, so that might be fun. Uh, Latanya, good to see you. She says, Oh, Latanya says, Oh, she looks good. Yeah, yeah, she does. There's no denying that. And uh, Jade has more confidence here than she did in AEW. You know, Boza, that's actually a massive statement considering how confident she was in AEW. I mean, extremely confident. I think we could put behind that, you know, that two years in front of a camera. And plus the things that WWE has been doing with her should bring her that level of confidence. Although I do think it takes a special level of confidence to show up on this massive stage. Let's think about this. And I don't want to create any problems here, but 2.4 million viewers or Friday night. That is easily double the biggest audience Dynamite had. 
So she's clearly in front of more people than she's ever been in front of, but it doesn't seem to stop her at all. Back to so, back, uh, wasn't Tuesday one point nine? Yeah, like 1. yeah, 9. yeah. 5? Like it's 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 pretty crazy, cousin. Good to see you. And so I think the cosign to Bose's comment is in reference to Jade's confidence, and I agree. You know, it's interesting when you're in a space that supports, and I want to say this carefully that supports where you really want to go. And what I mean by that is Jade has been very vocal about her desire is to be a star, you know, not just a wrestler, but a star that, you know, crosses brands and does all the things, hops into mainstream. And with the understanding that this is the machine in WWE that can do that, naturally there's a different kind of confidence that comes out. Uh, which I think will be very, very interesting. So we did talk a bit about, I'm sorry, somebody. Bianca Belair come back. What's she going to say about all this? That is going to be interesting as well when Bianca comes back. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of Jade, there is an interesting article that's popped out regarding the comments of the women's world champion, uh, that would be mommy. Rhea Ripley has made comments surrounding Jade Cargill. Seb, would you like to tell us about this? Yeah. Uh, props, possibly the most dominant superstar in all of WWE has already taken notice of Jade Cargill. Uh, usually, recently speaking with the Sporting News in Australia, says she's very excited to see what she brings to WWE. And she said that she can't wait to the point where she can stand in the ring across from her. She says she doesn't know. Uh, we'll show debut, uh, which brand's going to be on yet. Uh, but if it's Raw, she says, Mommy runs Raw. The Judgment Day runs Raw. So if Jay wants to come to my brand, I would love to step in the ring with her and show her exactly why Mommy is always on top. So this just speaks to the, if you want to call it like the fantasy uh, GM, the armchair booking with which Jay brings to the table. Because you immediately think about all these first-time evers. Yes. Uh, with Rhea Ripley, with Charlotte, with Bianca. And the fact that these top superstars are also acknowledging Jade Star just speaks to how important she is. So, again, I, I swear, I, I hope we don't get any type of physicality to the Royal Rumble. And it's just like Jade gets the elimination record or something mm -hmm. like that. Because it will just elevate her to that much uh, greater heights. But they're they're cooking on something with Raw and Rhea about time with who they have her across. But if Jade makes the appearance tonight, that's going to dominate the talking circles for the rest of the week. Just just by standing at the entry ramp, whatever, mm -hmm. after this match with Shayna tonight, it will dominate circles for the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. DJ Magic J, what are your thoughts on a potential matchup somewhere down the road between Jade Cargill and Rhea Ripley? That's going to be a phenomenal fight because. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a Ripley fan. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I love the Judgment Day. Gavin Dom's getting the hardest booze in the world, but like, you know, that's gonna be a phenomenal fight, and and I could definitely see that happening unless she 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 um goes for Eo Sky and gets mm. that belt instead of you know her belt. Um, but I can say that will be a phenomenal fight because they're both great. Uh, entertainers, they're great wrestlers. Um, we need to see something happening very soon. We need to see Jade Cargill come out as a real bad girl and just, you know, whoop ass. 
Yeah, I, I think that time is coming. Uh, I don't want to rush it, though. I, I'm actually good with the slow burn that's happening right now because this is building that star level. Uh, again, the stars just don't come and show up. They they take their time arriving. They let this thing cook. And I think if you let her cook, we're going to have something really, really special. But I think it's really cool that we're getting so much commentary from so many of the top female stars in WWE, all about Jade Cargill, which I think is pretty uh, amazing. So we did find out, uh, again, and a lot of talk about the, the season premiere of SmackDown. It was really that good. We found out uh, some changes Coming to both SmackDown and Raw, for one, we found out that uh, Adam Pierce will no longer be on SmackDown as he has now been elevated and promoted from being just a backstage official to becoming the new general manager of Monday Night Raw. Now, before we get into who will be on SmackDown, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on Adam Pierce as the general manager? Of Monday Night Raw. We've not seen a general manager on Monday Night Raw in many years. Yeah. So your thoughts on him taking on uh this particular role, DJ Magic J. I, I think I think he's incredible because he's done a such a phenomenal job in the in a handful of years that he um been given the title. Um, you know, we all know he had his little spell as a wrestler, you know, way back when, you know, but he's put on the the the, the managerial cap. Um, for WWE for a long time, you know, he, you know, his, 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 his mindset to wrestling on a whole and to control and to, to, to do things the right way. Um, he's got it, he's got it down. He's got it down. He knows what he's doing. He's clued up, up. He's really clued up. So for him to, you know, be general manager as a step up, you know, I, I salute him. I definitely, 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 definitely salute him. You know what I mean? But hopefully there's more what can happen that he can even move up the ranks and even be beside Mr. Triple H himself because, you know, he can do anything right now, man, because he's got the, he's got the power, he's got the, the force. Said, man, your thoughts on Adam Pierce as the GM of Raw? I feel like he's kind of already been in this role without the de facto title and you know sometimes sometimes the authority figure angles can get dry for a while but i think they don't overdo it with pierce so much but i think i think the structure just leads to like other uh back to days like brand supremacy i think we'll start to see solid brand split now i think that's where we're headed so with pierce being a uh, raw general manager i think we'll probably see more uh Solid superstars here, Raw, SmackDown, maybe even more trades. I think we'll get into more of like the the sports elements of things involved with it. Well, now that we have actual GMs in place of Raw and SmackDown, and it, and it's actually be a little bit better because before we were just doing the whole, hey, this is USA versus Fox, which nobody really was really understanding. So now yeah. they'll be able to do that more effectively. Agreed, and of course. You know, with Raw having its own general manager, we found out officially that the general manager of SmackDown is the former NWA champion, which, by the way, both of these guys are former NWA world champions, which there's probably some degree of commentary there that we'll get to, perhaps. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on two things. Number one, the actual introduction of Nick Aldis by Triple H. I want to get your thoughts on that. And then two, how you feel he fits into that role. DJ Magic J, what did you think of the introduction 
of Nick Aldis and then how he fits into the role in his first day as GM? Do you know what? Going back to him being a wrestler, yeah, you know, I thought he was a great wrestler even when he came in at, you know, part of Nexus and, you know, the whole NXT um, drive. Um, for him even stepping back and going to, you know, NWA and other, you know, wrestling companies, you know, I was so surprised him coming back as a as a commentator. You know what I mean? I thought he was going to come back as as a wrestler, maybe in one of the franchises. But for him to do what he's doing, he, he's been around for a long time. And, you know, we need a different shakeup and we need a different type of, you know, henchmen at the back dealing with things properly because we can't have someone soft. You know what I mean? So he's definitely the right guy because I guarantee you know, something's probably going to happen. Someone's going to probably cross him and he's probably going to put them in some sort of finishing move or some, something in between that because he's still got it. Look at him. Look at the picture. You know, he's still got it. You know what I mean? He's still got, got it. So um, kudos to him. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm happy. You know, you know, he's a British guy. He's a British guy. So 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 bigger to the Brits in WWE. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I'm, I'm happy for this to happen. And even... It has started from last week. Um, he's, all put, he's already put his foot down already. So let's see what can happen, you know, in weeks to come, how he can handle it. Because we know um, Pierce, he's been doing it for years. So it's like it's like he's already been the, uh, the manager already. So for him to do it, let's see what can happen. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks to the next three months, hope I can come back and we can, I can talk and see how he was, you know what I mean, from, from now to then. You know, so let's see, let's see. Okay, I, and I and I, I I think I think you were referring to Wade Barrett, perhaps, with uh, being in Wade Barrett in Nexus and then in commentary. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, I just honestly, they, they probably look alike. That's why I don't know. But he's been a, he's been around for time. Like you know, I remember him for time. So my bad. I apologize. <laughs> sorry i gotta do it i gotta do it i'm sorry i gotta do it more over me all this and wade barrett looking alike that's great <laughs> whatever, happened to him anyway. <laughs> whatever happened to wade barrett did you say whatever yeah. happened to wade barrett he's uh he's a commentator on smackdown yes he's doing commentary on smackdown as we speak there you go there you go Yes. Uh, okay. So, said man, what were your thoughts on the intro of Nick Aldis? Uh, yeah. What What did you think about Triple H's introduction of Nick Aldis, and then you know how does Nick Aldis fit into this space as the GM? I think I get where you're alluding to because on TV the introduction looked bad. It, looked, it kind of was just like, "Hey, here's Nick Aldis," and yeah. I and I see both sides. There was no like. Grand introduction, no coming down to rap music, anything like that. It's just hey, this is Nick Aldis, and kind of like if and if you know, you know type right. of vibe to who right. he is. Right. Which part of me, the crowd wasn't like excited or anything like that, but part of me likes that because it allows you as a fan to get to know him on screen for what he's going to be doing for the next mm -hmm. few weeks. We get to see how his personality meshes with the roster, how he actually. Uh, builds himself as an authority angle on TV as opposed to being a wrestler, which some fans might be familiar with him as. Um, and furthermore, just this this very soft, light introduction will allow people who are not familiar with Nick to kind of go do their own research. 
mean, they didn't give it all to us on TV. It's like, hey, if you want to know more about Nick Aldis, you'll go use your Googles and find out yourself. So I can see how the crowd was flat, how they didn't do a big introduction, but I can also see how that will benefit benefit Nick as a character going forward because he'll be developing the character on screen in front of everybody who's not familiar. So I think I think it'll work out in the long run, honestly. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and there's a lot of uh, commentary about this. I want to make sure we we hop back into some of this. Boza says, don't have a problem with it. Surprised that the general manager role is back. Um, let's see. Connoisseurs of hip-hop. Wade is on Raw. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wade's yes. on Raw. My bad. Wade is on Raw. We apologize for that, but we can, we can be sure that you guys would get us correct on that. Uh, UK represent. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, Connoisseurs of hip-hop. That's my boy, Stan Beach, who are co-host with the Mega Powers. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, he, Good to have he, you here. He's still at the concert. He, you know, oh, he said, sweet. Yeah, he's now still that's at the dedication. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication. So, so Boza is uh, surprised that the crowd was mute. He said he thinks that people just assume that Nick would be given a wrestler's contract. Um, the question is, hurry up and bring Mickey James. And I saw that come around a few times. Do we think that Mickey will find herself in uh, WWE at some point? Uh, I, I guess, I guess for Mickey, it just depends on how things are going to go in, in impact for her. You know, she's got a world title shot coming up, uh, I believe, this weekend for Bound for Glory. So we'll see kind of how all of that pans out. But uh, it'll be interesting. And I, you know, I will say, and uh, Cousin says, one of the things I find cool is folks looking it up should realize both GMs are for it. So, so that's interesting. I think we're in an era. And strangely enough, I actually think AEW probably first tapped into this in terms of it's depending on the fan to do its own research. Mm. WWE usually caters to the uh, the casual fan, but I think with the reins of things changing into the hands of Triple H, you know, he realizes, hey, we're dealing with smarter fans here. And so, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's go ahead and let them do the work. Now, what I also thought was interesting, I think there was a part of me because of how we followed Nick all this and because of the way that Triple H was leading up to it that expected a grander uh, introduction. And I even think Nick all this literally coming from where the ring announcer was versus coming down the ramp was just a total, it was just totally different. You know, though I do think Nick found a way to start winning people quickly uh, with the way he burned, and I do mean burned, uh, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, which I thought was kind of cool. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how Nick Aldis fares in all of this. And for fans, it'll be interesting to see, for those who followed Nick Aldis, how they make the adjustment between Nick Aldis, the wrestler, and Nick Aldis, the general manager. And... I don't remember who one of you guys may have said this. Um, I do wonder if this is a short term thing that will lead to Nick Aldis ultimately getting back in the yeah, ring. I, I said it because I, I've got a yeah. feeling maybe someone might test his patience mm. later. You know what I mean? And you know, he will give them a you know a bit schlep and probably do something, and then he, then they will say, Well, I'll challenge you in a match. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, and obviously Nick Aldis wins 
And Nick's always probably might get the get the itch like yo, like a crackhead, like yo, I feel like I should get back in the ring and fight again. So <laughs> you never know because, as like I said, he's still got it. Yeah, very I'm much. On Grayson Waller, Philly, book it. Ooh, I like. I like. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, man. So from there, uh, there are a few other things that actually happened this weekend in the sports world. But before I get there, I, I do have to go here. And I'm sure Seth is going to love this particular story because, you know, and I know you would because you 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 like this cross section of boxing, MMA, combat sports and pro wrestling. And so when I saw this, I thought about you. There was a fight that happened this weekend, and I'm not sure that people expected something from the world of WWE to pop off with this fight. Tell us about what happened, said. So, yeah, uh, Logan Paul fought, uh, I guess, a UK. I, I don't even know what this man does, but he fought KSI. No, was it? No, sorry, not, not KSI. KSI was in the card. He fought Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis yes. was a former, I think he was signed to a UFC contract at one point. Yeah. It was... In the battle of boxing, and the fight was, if you can call it boxing, I'm not sure. If you watched it, you watched it. And it was six rounds of pretty much Logan Paul tagging Dylan Dennis repeatedly. And Dylan Dennis not really interested in boxing. He even almost shot a double leg on him at one time. But Dennis had been trolling Logan Paul for months, so they finally got this fight. I believe it's uh, not the influencer fight league, but I think this is Misfits Boxing. Uh, KSI also fought on the card, I believe, in the main event against yes. uh Tommy Fury. So that's where KSI, I got the KSI reference KSI, from. KSI lost, but I think that Tommy Fury was rubbish. KSI hadn't, you know, Tommy Fury was hitting him in the back of the head, which obviously you should be losing points for that. And then obviously Tommy Fury won, but I just got that free, uh, funny feeling that dad, you know, um and dumb guys must have paid because to me you can't be getting blows in your head in the back of your head and, and don't get disqualified or don't lose points or only lose one point. That don't make no sense. You know what I mean? And but they was just like chasing each other around the ring and you know Logopool was saying said after that how oh you know if I wanted to knock him out I could have but this I said bro you should just whoop his ass and knock him out and done and go back your business. You know but I don't to know be, to, be, to be fair um Tommy Fury was deducted a point I think for hitting back of the head but also and I think today they actually rescinded the one judge's scorecard that we had as a draw. And we, they calculated his points wrong. So that was actually a unanimous decision for Tommy Fury. And I will say that KSI was hugging the entire fight. Real boxing, <laughs> real boxing, they will deduct points if you engage in clinches every single time a fighter engages. And that's what was happening between the third and the sixth rounds. But it, terrible boxing. Terrible boxing. That's not why we're here. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul after getting his victory over Dylan Dennis, actually took the time to call out Rey Mysterio, who is your current United States heavyweight champion, and saying that he has his eyes on the belt. And funny thing enough, Rey Mysterio, who hadn't tweeted in like maybe like two or three weeks, immediately responds to say, hey, did Logan Paul just call me out? Right. You know where to find me. I'm on Friday every night, every week on SmackDown. So that match, I believe, is actually official for this Friday. Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. And another matter of, hey, we're going to keep getting these ratings every single week. So I think this is a little bit of like, hey, we want the ratings. And also, like, if we're if we got one foot out the door on Fox, we're letting our eventual next home know, like, hey, this is what we can do as far as drawing power. 
So I want to make sure that because I, I think the last thing I saw was that Mysterio said that they're going to have a face to face this Friday. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So they're going to have a face to face this Friday on SmackDown, which seems to me like this could be a crown jewel match, which if you remember, you know, last year at crown jewel, Logan Paul got his shot at Roman Reigns and the uh, Universal Championship in what was only his second match. So I want to pose this question, and I, some of the folks in the chat are already talking about it. Uh, if we have a match for the U.S. title between Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, what do we think happens? Magic J. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good match because, you know, you, you saw what, he, what him and Ricochet was doing, you mm -hmm. know, you know what I mean? So it's going to be like a Lucha Libre type of high-flying Superman versus bad Superman, you know, type of type of fight. You know, um, if it goes down, it goes down. Um, I wouldn't want Logan to win, yeah, because, you know, but it would bring the ratings up if Logan does win, but I wouldn't want him to win. I would, I'd rather, I'd rather um, Rey Mysterio lose the title to somebody else who is a is an actual WWE Rustar, not someone who who loves wrestling, loves sports. You know, he's coming in just to help with ratings because that's what WWE's really doing right now. They're just bringing him in every minute to help with ratings, just like just like um, the Rock coming back in a couple of weeks ago just to help with ratings. You know what I mean? So, but let's see because it's going to be a great fight. You know, I can't wait for this fight to happen. It's going to be a great fight. Let's see what happens. You know, but um, Logan won't win it if he does. I don't know what else to say. I was thinking that wow, anyone could wrestle now. Anyone could train and wrestle. We, us three might as well get in. You get what I'm saying, you know, and start training. You know, but let's see what happens. It will be a good fight. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Said, I, I, I'll be very frank. I, I didn't get it when uh, <laughs> Logan was able to challenge Roman Reigns for the title. Um, I didn't get it when. Roman, or when he was also able to mix up with these other superstars that are pretty much at the top of the card. And we're on a crash course for Logan versus Ray. And I'm coming around to it. I just want to say that if Ray, the legend that he is, greatest lucha of all time, he drops the title. I don't care what title it is. If he drops a belt, I don't care how old Ray is. If Ray drops a belt to Logan Paul, I need him to get a second entry into the Hall of Fame. I need him to get a second go around into the Hall of Fame just because it's so absurd. But I and I, I think a lot of us thought Ray would be a transitional champion for somebody else. And it hasn't panned yes. out that way. He's been champion for quite a bit of time now. Mm -hmm. But it means to me that Logan will be the champion that brings more hate or notoriety to the title and viewership on social media, on this podcast, things like that. And then he can be another transitional champion for the next star at the next big event. So I, I feel like it's kind of a foregone conclusion. And give Ray his flowers for doing this, because I'm speaking into existence. Give Ray his flowers for, for doing the job. Because he got the match against Roman. He got the Mania match against Seth. Mm -hmm. Like, he's getting – he's drawing big stars mm -hmm. for, like, trial runs. And it's, I think he's going to get a title. I don't think they would allow him to not to announce this. I think on DAZN, uh internationally, if there wasn't plans in place to put a belt on him. Well, can I, 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 can I, I interject? Yeah. Add quickly. 
Um, I was watching The Breakfast Club today um, and the legendary, you know, Ric Flair. You get know what I'm saying? Man was there. And he said Logan's a good is a good um, entertainer. So if, he, if he's putting up his, his thumbs to the Paul family, who knows what could happen? I will. Well, let me read the comments because I, I definitely came in with a thought on this. But uh, let's see what the people are saying. Uh, this is what I wanted to go to. Uh, Boza says Logan is either nuts or stupid. He now wants to deal with the LWO. How how does he get two high profile matches two years in a row at basically a house show esque PLE? Well, Boza, I got to challenge you on that because uh, WWE has worked very hard to change that perception of these international pay-per-views where they're not the glorified house shows anymore. There's some pretty major things that are happening on them. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Uh, let's see what else. There's another one I saw. Uh, uh, Connoisseur says Mysterio uh, better put the boots there to Logan uh, for sure. Boza says it would be stupid if Ray drops the title to a celebrity. It'd be a rating social media clicks desperation. Logan does three to four matches a year. Um, and then let's see. You can tell Endeavor has their fingerprints all over WWE now. They used a stupid boxing match to promote a match possibly for Crown Jewel. Uh, one thing is for sure. Boza never hides his true feelings. Um because I really wasn't sure how he felt about that. Wasn't sure at all. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, firstly, I think I think the second that I heard this, I had a couple of thoughts. And the first thought I had is Logan Paul. Hold on. I want y'all to see me say this. Logan Paul is not taking all these L's. Okay? Yeah. He's, he's not taking uh he took that l to roman he took that l to seth deserved l's but i think in there he proved that what he can do and and for people calling him you know glorified this glorified that he's hung in there with the upper echelon of wwe whether we like it or not right he's hung in there he's given exceptional matches and so you can't look at him like he's just a celebrity. You know, he's a celebrity that signed a year deal and signed another year deal. You know, so he, he did it for a reason. I'm just going to tell you now, uh, send me whatever hate mail you want, but your <laughs> next U.S. champion is Logan Paul. Oh, wow. It's, it's Logan Paul. And Logan Paul is going to Logan Paul is going to give you the U.S. title reign that Austin Theory was supposed to give you. Austin Theory was supposed to give you that. I am annoying. You can't stand me, but I'm really good. You thought Austin Theory was annoying. Logan Paul. Think about this. Logan Paul. Go back to this time last year when Logan Paul took his phone and he yeah. did that frog splash off the top rope through the table. They had like 50 million views of that. Like what he does on the socials, what he does athletically, I know people don't like him. And he's he's not a likable guy. I get it. But what he's going to do, and I think here's the thing. The world title in his second match against Roman was completely unrealistic. 
I think if they pull the trigger on that, that's when you can say, oh, WWE, all they want are ratings and care about celebrities. Not the case at all. This man has taken L's. He took the L to Roman. He took the L to Seth. He did not win the Royal Rumble. He did not win money in the bank. You know, so like all of these things that have happened, he did get the win over Ricochet. He did get the win last year at SummerSlam over the Miz. I think the U.S. title is the right title if you're going to put a belt on him. You can't have the Intercontinental title on him. And you want him to beat Gunther? No way. No way. That's not happening. I, I had an epiphany. I had a thought in my head. What if then Paul wins it, Logan wins it, right? And him, Grayson Waller, and my man, they all come together as a as a trios, team, gang, clique, faction. What would you what would what would you and anyone else say then? I'm not mad at that all, idea. All three of them are annoying. Yes. All three, as you said, all three of them are annoying as hell. Yeah. So that would be a perfect combination. I could rock with that. <laughs> I could. It'd be the most annoying thing on our TV. I could rock with it. <laughs> when that happens, I'm gonna have to wear a lucha mask on here for like a month. Just to stand <laughs> off Mysterio's career for like a month. <laughs> hey, hey, the bets are rugged, yeah. The bets That's are rugged. If that happens, yeah. I want to see you with the lucha mask on. Yeah, I will buy you a lucha mask and send it to you. <laughs> Wow, oh, you want to send me another one? I got I got some in the over here already. We good. Got some. <laughs> so yeah, it it should be really something. But uh, and Mysterio actually deserves a second induction because he has wrestled more than any Hall of Famer ever. Think about this. After you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, you're usually done. He has wrestled a full schedule since the Hall of Fame. Full yeah. schedule. So like Give that man all the things he ever wants because he absolutely deserves it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Logan's had the right partners that made him look like a million bucks. It's just funny they use the boxing match to promote a WWE match. And I, I don't know that it's as crazy considering, you know, this partnership with UFC under the same umbrella. We're probably going to start to see more of those kinds of things. Um uh, Russell Torrey and Logan Paul is the second greatest celebrity wrestler behind Bad Bunny. I actually co-signed that because to me, Bad Bunny has uh, destroyed the bar. Like, it's just not fair. Cindy L, if EO retains against Charlotte on Friday, she'll automatically have a longer title reign than Asuka has ever had by Survivor Series. I think you're talking certainly, but I don't know. That's actually, that can't be true. No, that can't be right. That can't be true. And, and Certainly, the Which NXT title are you talking about the Oscar would have held then because that, that no, that can't be right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that can't be right. Um, let's see. Bobby asks a simple question Would you like to see a match between Logan Paul and LA Knight? Hmm. I feel like that ship has sailed. Uh, okay. I feel like where, where they've positioned LA Knight right now and already thrust him past kind of that mid card space, I feel like that ship has sailed. I feel like that would be a um. Uh, that would be taking a step backwards. Well, and if they were to do that. Mm-hmm. 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 Fact checking machine is on right now. Uh <laughs> so we're gonna fact check this one thing really quickly. 
we'll we'll find that out. In the definitely, meantime, definitely not NXT. Let, let's just yeah, get definitely that out not the way. NXT. 100% not NXT. And no that, I don't even think the Raw title. I don't I, either, but I want to be able to double check that. Let's, oh gosh. Okay, I can't get, I'm going to get bogged down if I check this. So somebody fact check that for me. While we do that, there were a couple of pretty important title reigns, uh, title changes that took place over the weekend. I want to make sure that we uh, we talk about those. One of those was an MLW, uh, as in MLW, Janai Kai won the MLW Featherweight Championship at MLW Slaughterhouse. Congratulations to her. She's known as the Kick Demon. Uh, I've had a chance to do some work with her uh, in Battle Slam, and she's been killing it in Japan and several other places. So she came in as a surprise opponent and uh, won that championship. So congratulations to her. Also, huge, and I do mean huge congratulations are in order to this guy, Shug D. Shug D, um, we probably don't talk about this enough, but we absolutely need to. Last night, he won a triple threat match against Darius Carter and Trish Adora to become the new Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Champion. Now, he's a, now this is significant because Trish Adora has held that title for 1,338 days. So for all of our conversation about the tribal chief, uh, she's held that title for easily 200 days longer than the tribal chief. And so uh, this is a huge opportunity here for Shug D becoming the new world champion. That title is recognized by PWI, which I am really excited for Shug D. Some really cool things are coming for him. That happened at Fight Club Pro last night in D.C. So congratulations to him. And again, big shout out to Trisha Dora, who, of course, you can see on Ring of Honor weekly as part of the infantry. But she's yeah. held that title uh, with such grace and poise. And what's amazing, again, is this was not necessarily a women's title. She was defending this title against men on a regular basis and did that for uh, 1,331 days. So excuse me, 1,338 days. So congratulations. Yeah, what I must um, say is I, I love those titles, man, because mm -hmm. that, those titles are show pro-black, Africa, you got the Ghanaian, is it Gen Grand Gen, what it was called? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just power, man. And yes, and to, see, and to see this company um, come up, you know what I mean, and do their thing and embrace black wrestlers, you know that that is an amazing thing, you know, because I was checking them out today and whatnot. And I was like, wow, yeah, you know, it's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you again to Trish Adora. And I am super excited for Shug D to see all that he is going to be able to do. I mentioned PWI recognizing that particular world championship, the Pan-African World Diaspora World Championship. Well, get ready because this Wednesday we will see the PWI 250. It'll be officially released. It'll happen right before we hop on this show. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you what has happened. But given some of these figures that we've seen in the last year of women's wrestling specifically, who do you think tops this list? <laughs> who tops the list to be on the PWI Women's 250? And I mean, there are lots of potential names. You see several incredible feet. Uh, 
faces in front of us. For those who are listening on this poster, there's everybody from Rhea Ripley to Mercedes Monet. Uh, we've got Becky Lynch. We've got Trish Stratus, Julia, Charlotte Flair, Jade. Uh, EO Sky is here. Tony Storm, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. There are a lot of folks that are here. Who do you think tops the list, or is it a safer question to ask who makes the top 10? Could have started the show with this one. This is a heavy question. When does the the period start from? Uh, I'm waiting for them to tell us that. I don't know. We'll probably find that out on Wednesday for sure. Um, But what I will do, I'll give you an idea. Let me go back to last year's, because if I go back to last year's, that'll at least give me an idea of what that uh time frame is let's see uh here we go so last year's the time frame was october the 1st 2021 to september the 15th 2022 that was the time frame last year so you could probably imagine if we go september to september that would kind of make sense, or even October to September. That's tough. I, I feel like it would have to be, and I don't know if we're going by like title reigns or amount of work done in the calendar year as far as memorable matches. I feel like Bianca or Becky um, mm-hmm. at the top of that list. Okay. I don't know if we have taken account Jade's uh, TBS title reign as well uh, for top 10. Okay. So I'm not sure. I got to see how they measure it. So the ranking criteria, which I imagine would be the same, the the criteria last year dealt with in-ring achievement, influence, technical ability, activity, which was either a minimum of 10 matches in the year or wrestling for six months, and then the breadth and quality of competition. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Any thoughts, uh, DJ Magic J? Who could top the list? You know what? Right, right now, like if we're going for through and through talent who's been dominating for a very long time, you know what I mean? Um, pull it, pull it for Flera, Charlotte Flair. You think Charlotte would top the list? Why? Because out of all of them, not saying they all haven't done incredible. You know what I mean? Even Becky Lynch, like it's either Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair, and then and then then it, then it should go round like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Then 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 obviously Mercedes. You know what she done at WWE. You know you know you never know she might be going to AEW. You know what I mean? Then it should go round like that. You know so. Yeah, that I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard because that one just got stuck, stuck, stuck there. It's it's tough because if you're looking at the time frame of October to September, you know, um, a lot has happened and a lot has transpired there. Let's go through some of these comments here. Uh, Cousin Ron says, "Should Trish be penned in for top ten? That would be interesting." Um. That would be interesting. She had some great matches, great presence. She won a tag. No, she did not win the tag title. I was thinking about uh, Lita. She 
But she was in WrestleMania in that six-woman tag, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Uh, Bobby says perhaps Rhea Ripley or Deanna Perrazzo. Interesting. Uh, Cindy L says it's automatically going to put Bianca at number one. I don't know that that's automatic because last year we thought Bianca was going to be number one. She came in at number two. Shuri from Stardom was number one. Uh, let's see. Mayu Iwatani could be a shoe in for top five. I think that's possible also. Um, I think after last year, it's probably hard if we're unfamiliar with uh, any talent over in stardom. It might be difficult to uh, not count them because if we're not familiar, uh, but certainly they're paying attention. Now, what I will say is with stardom and New Japan doing as much as they've done together, we may have gotten a better idea of that. It's going to be interesting because on one hand, you think about top of the year, all of the talk was Mercedes Monet going to New Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, she went on and won the uh, the women's title there in February, ended up losing that title uh, a couple of months later. Um, you think about Bianca, who during this run uh, has had the longest uh, reign in the modern era for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, that be for that being for Raw, like 421 days. That's got to be considered. Becky, I think, is at a very, very strong year. Um, Rhea, obviously, I think had a strong presence, you know, winning uh, a big win at WrestleMania. People have had questions about her title reign per, for sure. Um, interesting. And then I think one name that nobody's mentioned, I don't know if she'll be number one, but I think she might make the argument easily for top 10, easily for top 10, Trinity, easily top 10 this year. Um, it, now, now, if there's anything that might get in the way of that, you know, she she made her debut back with uh, Impact. I feel like it was May, June. So it's been probably the latter five months or so in that evaluation period. How will that fare? That's going to be a great question to see where she ranks uh, in all of this. It's going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm trying to think. Uh, Jade certainly, I think, would probably still do well as she was very active up through May. And then I wonder if all of the talk, you know, um, in the last month or so will influence all of that as well. Uh, let's see. Russell Torian says it's a difficult list. I uh, don't watch a lot of stardom or New Japan. Sendiol says Iwatani, Asuka, Eosky, Hikaru Shida are probably going to be the Japanese entrance. Uh, we might get surprised. I think Julia will be a part of that as she's a, a champion as well. Uh, I expect Willow Nightingale. Um, go ahead. Sorry, ain't there no one in Noah? In Russell Noah? Um, for Russell Noah? Uh, I don't think they usually have women in Noah, but I'll have to double check that. I'll double check that. Uh, also remember that this is the first year that the list has been expanded from 150 women to 250 women. So there's going to be a hundred additional women that we'll see on this list compared to years prior. So uh, again, this list will be dropping on Wednesday. Obviously we'll be talking about that. I'm sure on Wednesday's show. 
So uh, be on the lookout for that. Boy, we had an extended show. There is one more thing I want to mention. Two more things I want to mention, actually. And I'll do it and uh, move to Excalibur mode. So here we go. The WWE is building their new headquarters uh, just around the corner from the old Titan Towers. And that is a very large WWE championship belt. It is a new monument there that will be at the front of the new headquarters of WWE. It's pretty cool. And uh, in that little area under the WWE, it says WWE World Headquarters. I'm sure that will be a great talking piece for anybody who goes to visit. Now, if you tried to visit the Titan Towers back in the day, uh, they just didn't let random visitors enter. I tried. Didn't work. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> didn't work. Um, so I don't know that they'll be allowing random visitors to show up at the corporate space, but uh, I imagine you'd be able to at least take pictures with this, which I'm sure will be great. Well, Last, they'll probably have a, a museum there because they should have some sort of because uh, they're doing it was doing all the you know the archive um, stuff what you know what it was doing collecting all the. The memorabilia and all the old school wrestling gear and stuff, and they put it on TV. So they should have some sort of museum there. You know what I mean? So that that would be a good thing if they do do it. Well, I definitely think they should build a museum. Whether they want to build it at their corporate headquarters is probably another question. Uh, wrestling fans can be a little weird sometimes. So I, I do think though that there should be a museum, a Hall of Fame museum, something that has all of that memorabilia because uh. It just makes a whole lot of sense. Last but not least, and I wanted to save this to last to end on a great, great note. Congratulations to this guy, Kofi Kingston, former world champion who has really used his celebrity power for good, building the Kofi Kingston Library and Digital Center in Ghana, which I think is amazing. So uh, this mission actually began in October of 2022 where he started launching uh, the Click for Quality Education Foundation. The design of it was to build top quality computer labs and library media centers for those in junior high school across Ghana, particularly in underprivileged areas. And this opened up on Friday. So this is really, really exciting to see. Uh, he's got a Great, great reel that you can check out on his socials. But uh, this is the kind of news that I think is absolutely amazing. Great, great way to use your celebrity. And uh, I think the people there you know in Ghana will never forget this. Bring up to my Ghanaians, and I might as well throw this top on, man, because this is made by a Ghanaian as well, man. So big up to all, big up to all my Ghanaians. You get what I'm saying? I have to. Like, sorry, just to round this off, let me put on my Ghanaian shirt. You get what I'm saying? You know, big up to all the Ghanaians. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, 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 yeah. Ready. I, yeah, so I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is awesome. So congratulations again to Kofi and to the generations that will, you know, be able to excel in digital literacy because of this library and digital center. So really excited about that. So I see some late breaking news. We'll certainly verify this. But Bobby says NXT has tweeted that Jakara Jackson hasn't been medically cleared to compete in the uh, women's breakout tournament. So we'll obviously be following up on that. Um, 
in the next day or so. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We have uh, overstayed our time. I hope the boss lady won't be upset about that. Uh, DJ Magic, Jay, welcome aboard, man. Let people know how they can reach out to you on the social. Um, how they can reach out to me, you know, um, you can go through, as it says right there on, the, on my name, you know, the Mega Powers TV, you know, that, that's that's for all social media platforms. But if you're going to reach me personally, you just type in, I am DJ Magic J. But you go on the Mega Powers um, Instagram page and then you see everything there. So I've got Instagram, Twitter, or X, everything. YouTube, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're posting up a lot of episodes as well. And hopefully I can bring you guys and the boss lady on, on the Mega Powers as well. You know what I mean? And thank you to the boss lady herself, you know, and you guys for bringing me apart. I know my my boy Scandu sends his apologies because he's at this hip-hop concert. You know, so um, you know, he said he would love to come on next time. So, you know, next time around, I'll I'll get I'll like him to go because he's got knowledge of it. So yeah, the Mega Powers TV on all social media platforms, and you'll see my name on there and Scandu's, and you can follow us. Well, thank you again. Awesome. Thank you again for you guys. You guys are doing such an incredible job. Uh, I've been watching you guys for the past nearly three to four weeks now, and I love what you lot do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Said, how can they reach you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at said says, just like it shows in the screen there on the gram at said is the answer. Check out my writing on dailyddt.com as well as www.talkpod.com for articles are right here. Check out my journalism stuff on the gram or on my website, cedricdwelton.com. And of course, any and everywhere in these streets of Southern California, if I'm outside, say hello. Meets and greets all around, for sure. And of course, you can reach me uh, at Bonnerfied across all of the platforms. You can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor Wrestling and IWE on IWTV. You can check out my commentary work with Battle Slam on Fight TV and my work with the Nightmare Factory uh, on their YouTube page. Again, Student Showcase 11 should be coming very, very soon. Some great, great things happening there. Make sure you're following us here at WW Talk Pod across all the socials. Great things happening on the socials. Like now is the time that you want to be connected to all things women's wrestling talk. Of course, scan the QR code up in the top right hand corner to check out all and i do mean all of the great great merch that we have because there's amazing things that are happening in the space of merch and of course check out our website www.talkpod.com lots of great articles uh and lots of great interviews as well like interviews are dropping all the time so you want to make sure you check that out uh thanks to everybody cousin good to see you bobby wrestlatorian eric sendiel uh my goodness boza of course and uh, so many others are in here, Eric, and I don't want to miss anybody. Connoisseurs of Hip Hop for joining us while you're at a show. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that is commitment for you. So I love it. So again, make sure you check out uh, this great show as we're back on Wednesday. Same time. Obviously, we'll be talking about the uh, PWI 250 shocks. Folks who were left out. Did they get it right or wrong? We'll have all of that conversation coming then until next time make sure you're tuned in to us right here for women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet